Welcome to the Deep Ruth Podcast, where conversations happen with real men around real questions about their real lives. So let's get digging. So, is it possible to be authentic? Well, I try really hard to be. And I, I feel like it's often a battle that I'm doing with external forces. In other words, you know, prior to this conversation, we were, we were talking about these two potential questions, right? Is it possible to be authentic, authentic? And is there such thing as a true self? Mm-hmm. And for me, those two questions are really just tightly woven together. Because when we think about authenticity, for me, I'm thinking about, okay, how can I share what my true self is? And that's always like this work in progress for me, both in terms of like developing whatever that self is and excavating it from whatever layers of shit have just been piled on top of it. And so, yeah, I think... I think authenticity is definitely possible, but it feels like this thing you reach asymptotically, right? You get closer and closer, but you can never like quite grasp that core thing. And I think when I'm talking to someone else and I, I feel like we're having this authentic moment together or I'm seeing what I perceive to be their true selves, more than anything, I think I'm just giving them credit for the effort involved, right? So just, Recognizing that, you know, we're all going to fall short in some respect, but, you know, as the person trying to get as close as they can, or are they letting me get as close as they feel comfortable, then, uh, yeah, I think it, it largely works. So how would you define authenticity? Because it sounds like it's something to be reached. It's a goal that's there, right? So for me, for example, when you talk about someone really trying, to me, that is authenticity. That I guess what they're going through is that trying, mm-hmm. period. Um, so how would you how would you define authenticity? How do you know when, for example, you are embodying it as well? I think for me, like my level of authenticity is, you know, what are my core beliefs? Maybe what my core morality is. What are my mm-hmm. ideas or opinions about the world? Ways in which I want the world to change. And it's it's all those things kind of independent from a set of pressures around them. Right. So it's recognizing that like I'm both a product of me bouncing off of the rest of the world, me bouncing off of other people, but then I'm also a product of my reflection time away from all of that. And I think when I'm trying to share an idea, let's say, or some facet about myself, when it is authentic, it means I'm able to do so in a way that is almost like uh, free of this conflict of interest from those two domains. So in order for me to actually be an authentic person or to or tap into like my true self, I need to almost uh, be able to step in between these two worlds. In other words, be able to step into the world of community in which I can bounce myself and my ideas off of others and get some sense of what they actually are. You're stress testing them really. In addition to like having the reflective time on my own to ingest those uh, conversations or interactions or problems or whatever, and hopefully gain some new insight for them and, and oscillate back and forth between those worlds. But 
if I'm ever stuck in one of them, if I don't have the freedom of motion, if I, I run the risk of alienating either side, then I don't think I can really trust whatever idea I'm saying is my authentic opinion. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but to me it's interesting because I would almost say if you are fully mm -hmm. alone, that's almost when it could be easiest to be authentic because you don't have any of this external pushback yeah. like you were saying. But for you, it almost sounds like even if you are fully alone, you are not being authentic because then you are not doing this double check with the outside. You're not integrating whatever information you're taking in, maybe adjusting some of your values, like you said, or your positions, reintegrating that together and then re-showing back up. When you say being alone, like what does that mean for you? Are, are you... Um... Like the self-reflection time, right? Well, I, I think when I'm talking about self-reflection time, it's isolation both from people, but also from media, from other stimulus. Hmm. Like when I think about the times where I've had like the best reflection, reflective periods or whatever, it's when I'm, I'm physically isolated, like not only just, you know, alone in an apartment or whatever, but just like dramatically removed from everything else, where just like you're able to get this kick in the ass because nothing is really familiar around you. And the only thing that's comforting is your own brain, your own body. And then that plays into authenticity how? I mean, at least for me, that space is kind of required, I think, to delve into what is the authentic self that I'm ultimately trying to share with other people. So again, like harkening back to, to earlier where you know, I'm talking about this excavation of the self, um, I think that excavation tends to happen uh, in those isolated moments. I like the idea of the excavation because it really is kind of like layer by layer as well and you keep on discovering new yeah. things. And you said you reach authenticity like almost asymptotically, right? So you get to a point that gets close to it, never quite mm -hmm. there. Do you feel you'll ever be able to be like truly authentic? Uh, no. I, I find that like mildly alarming. What is that like to <laughs> not feel you'll ever quite get there? Like you'll get close, but not You'll never actually be fully authentic. Because I'm not sure if it exists. Again, like thinking about these two worlds where like, you know, we're all products of the community in which we interact with, the community in which we're raised. I think it like draws into like pretty serious question, like whether like the self is a real thing. <laughs> like it feels real. And it feels like I ought to be able to have like some authentic opinions. And I, I believe that, like, by the way, I definitely believe that like there is a me that is independent from the rest, but it is a little bit unsettling that this me cannot have existed were it not for everything else that's out there. So like a quick example, like there was um, this, it was actually a very sad story. This girl who's maybe like 10, 11, 12 years old was kept in the attic, I think, of like some family member's house from the time she was an infant until the time she was eventually rescued. And um, by the time they found her, she was described as a feral child. She didn't have any developmental capabilities really. She just could behave as an animal would. Um, and that's like a really good and awful example of what happens when you, when a self doesn't interact with the rest of the world. Herself was never formed in any sort of way. And so 
I don't know. It feels like a little bit arrogant to think that I can just like go off into the woods, think for a while and be like, okay, cool. Got it. I figured everything out. And I want that to be true though. Like I want, I want it to feel like it's just me, but of course it can't. Hmm. So it's like authenticity within certain boundaries or within a set of rules uh, as well. And, and I guess authenticity that, that does fit into a previous structure, whether that's society, because maybe, I mean, could one argue that she was also super authentic, right? If that yeah, was just maybe. her in that moment, but didn't conform in some ways. Sure. I mean, yeah, I think that's a really good point, right? She doesn't have like any norms that are um, modulating her behavior. She doesn't have any sort of, um, you know, obligations to the people around her really. She's just not aware of them, but she still doesn't have them. But I think we talked about like being authentic, right? Like it feels like this aspirational thing because there's like some payoff associated with it or something that we're supposed to like aspire think, to hit. Yeah, I think for me, the payoff is, I guess that inner peace that comes with it and knowing that you're doing right by yourself and you are not sacrificing, I think... So I totally agree that authenticity is linked a lot to your values or to your morals or to who you identify as. And yeah. when you are being, as, I guess, as close to authentic as possible, you're not sacrificing any of these elements of yourself. You're not hiding yourself and you are giving others, you are giving others, I guess, what you need to be seen fully and understood in some way. Uh, and I think that's the payoff then is just feeling fully comfortable with yourself. Yeah. In the presence of others and knowing that you are bringing yourself fully and that it's either accepted or not in some ways, right? But you know that you are doing right by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's an obligation on that person's side, that, that agent who's trying to be understood, that agent who is sharing their vulnerable self or whatever, their authentic self, to do some sort of pre-work beforehand? Sorry, let me back up. Does it, are, are, are you required to know oneself before you can expect someone else to know your authentic self? I mean, I would almost say is, can you be authentic without knowing yourself? Right? Yeah, I, I think. So is some pre-work required? I would actually yeah. say yes, or some pre-understanding at least of where you're coming from. Oh, now that sounds really <laughs> like on a high horse, like, oh, you gotta, gotta know what you're doing to be authentic, but... Uh... Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, that, that also feels weird that there's like some gatekeeping involved somehow. I don't like that idea. I don't like that. I don't like that either. And I don't yeah. like that I proposed that either. <laughs> yeah. When have you felt that you were your most authentic self? So you, 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 jumped, you jumped ahead of me to the question I was actually going to ask you is how do you know you feel uh, being authentic? So uh, turning that on me, how do I feel authentic? I think it's a little bit what I touched on before. It's when I really do feel that I am not hiding parts of myself. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of have this expression. I do feel it's a little bit of authenticity is like, I'm an open book. It depends how much the other person wants to read. So if someone asks me a question that is actually, well, so let me just, if someone asks me a question, I'll answer it because I then trust that first of all, they asked me for a reason. They're able to handle whatever answer I have. And yeah. then I try to answer as truthfully and as authentic authentically as possible. Sure. And 
that means not hiding details. That means not um, blurring some of it to either make them feel better or to avoid a confrontation. It means not, if it's a very personal thing, not hiding parts of myself. I think that's how I would know. So it just feels kind of like this inner alignment and peace and knowing that I said something, maybe a little bit of fear as well of like, well, let's see how this is going to be received. But I also know that that is me. And it also means I'm able to support some pushback because at the end of the day, that's just kind of, that's me, right? Um, or that's what I believe in at that moment. So I'm able then to defend it a little bit better or have more confidence behind whatever it is I'm putting out there. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. So, but it sounds like um, your gauge for when you are authentic is purely internal. Like it's almost irrespective of how that thing is being received. Yes, because I can't control how other people filter or receive what I put out. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So how do you know you're being authentic? I think very similar to what you were describing. You know, it's almost like, it, it feels like the freedom to be wrong. Mm. That's when I know I'm being authentic. In other words, if I can share something that um, might be factually wrong, societally wrong, whatever, but I feel comfortable in doing so. In other words, I don't have any um, stakes that I'm worried about ruining. Then I think that's when I'm... Uh, I'm closest to, to hitting whatever that authentic self is. And just like, you know, people talk about like not being able to be their authentic self, like at work, mm. for example, right? Oh, actually, I'll talk about something that's close to home. So um, I used to, I went to Burning Man a few times. I used to live in San Francisco. And one of the things that would frustrate me about the festival was that it was this place when you first enter, there's like this greeter person. So this person who, who welcomes you, right? And there's this small ritual that they take you through that um, just brings your, your body and your soul into the playa. So like you roll around on the ground, you eat some of the, the dirt. And when you're done with this, the person says, welcome home, all right? As if this is the real place where you can truly be yourself Meanwhile, back in San Francisco or wherever you are outside, that's where you have to put on this facade. Hmm. I hate that because you're in this environment that's, that's magical. It is. But you kind of feel like everyone's faking it. And it doesn't feel good when you, you spend a bit too long thinking about that more positively say, okay, well, people are experimenting with different aspects. They're experimenting with like maybe these elements of their true selves. They don't feel fully comfortable yet bringing them out into the real world or the world where they spend most of their time. But um, I don't know. It just, it felt sad most of the time where for whatever reason, um, people felt that they couldn't um, reveal these true sides themselves in the real world. And I get why that is. Um, but, you know, Burning Man is not a, a countercultural event anymore. 
It's very much part of the mainstream. And it's, uh, it's, it's just weird to be a part of an environment like that, where you basically have um, a group of people who maybe represent some form of the majority. We're basically saying we are all the freaks and the outcasts and the whatever. We can't share our true selves. Um, but when everyone is thinking that way, what is that thing that's actually holding you back from revealing your authentic self in the real world? I don't know. So I, I got many thoughts on that. So I've never been to Burning Man, but one for me, I think just simply from an outside observation at the end of the day, it's kind of a business too, right? Um, and if the message of being able to be your true self or explore all these different sides of you attracts people, and I hate to say it, but it makes those sales, that's what they're going to pitch, regardless if that's the environment that actually gets yeah, built around it, right? Um, sure. But this actually led me to two ideas. One of them is, what is the connection between being authentic and then sustainability? Not from an environmental point of view, but simply from a consistency point of view, number one. Yeah. Uh, and then number two is your authentic or true self, is it static or can you have that true burning man self for those two weeks or sorry, I actually don't even know how long it is, um, but for that period where that is who you are for that, for those couple of days or whatever. And then when you step back out, your authentic self changes, right? You then enter another form sure. of what it is. Um, yeah. So those are the two sustainability. And then I guess the static or dynamic self. Uh, yes. So on the, the latter, that's, I mean, that's when a festival like that or a gathering like that works. Hmm. When you have this like dynamic element of yourself that becomes realized, that's a great thing. Um, and to the, whatever extent, you know, you believe that it's a countercultural thing, that's really sort of the purpose of any countercultural movement. It's to try out these different things and then incorporate them back into life in one way or another, ideally into our institutions. Um, and the, to your former point, it's like, it, it sounds like the self-preservation thing. Is that what you're getting at? No. So more of just, but I have an impression that, for example, an event like Burning Man, you can't do that day in, day out for months on end. It's not sustainable. What, what do you mean? Just like take acid? Like Yeah. Or, or, or like if, if Burning Man was to go on and be an indefinite event, I don't sure. think you would have, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe you'd have people living there um, permanently and, and forming their own culture <laughs> yeah. there. But to me, it doesn't, again, as an outsider, I've never been, it doesn't feel sustainable. It doesn't sound sustainable that this is something that you can then build a life around. So that that's what I mean by sustainable is like, can you keep that going? Can you live that role kind of permanently? And I think that's maybe where authenticity comes in is that it feels like a natural fit. And maybe when I'm being authentic, I feel like, it takes little energy to do so, and I can keep maintaining that for as long as I need to. Hmm. Yeah, I understand. Um. Asset aside. <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of hearing two different things there, right? Like one part of it was like this lifestyle, like the lifestyle choices that we're making, right? So if I'm at Burning Man, I might be living a very different lifestyle than would be in my day-to-day -day life. More drugs, less sleep, more dancing, whatever. But when we're talking about authenticity, and I guess we, we actually didn't define authenticity for you either. Um, is that like a set of beliefs or 
lifestyle or, or, or what, what is that? I think it's all connected, right? So I think authenticity or being authentic is definitely related to um, at the core. Unfortunately, I think all three. So beliefs, values, and your experiences, right? Um, right. Yeah. And that how, how they all kind of show to be your identity and who you are, right? And being not necessarily unapologetic, because I think you can be authentic and still strive for change and still, you know, see some shortcomings or want to address certain things. Um, but authenticity is kind of just like who I am. Um, and I do think, yeah, very heavily related to values, right? If we try to bring this a little bit more personal, what are the difficulties or challenges you have with being authentic? Let me think about it for a second. Yeah. I think it might be finding, or I'm sure there are several, but um, one of the, the core problems I have with authenticity is finding the right people with which to be authentic with. In other words, you can share your authentic self all over the place, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you will find resonance with whom you're sharing it. Right. And I think, you know, for me, that, that can become a demoralizing thing. So like, I, I have a pretty atypical lifestyle where, you know, I don't have a, a permanent home. What I do for work, you know, is sort of all over the place. I spend a lot of time on random projects. And through these lifestyle choices are elements of my authentic self. Now, when I open up about that stuff, with other people who have a very different set of values from me, different life choices, they've been exposed to different ideas. There's this uh, conflict that comes into place between us. And it's not like argumentative or anything, but it's just two people looking at each other, not getting the other one. And there's just this distance. In other words, like, We've, we've broken the mold of like the superficial niceties and everything, which can actually be quite comforting. We're trying to get deeper. We're there and we realize, oh no, we're not compatible. There are only so many times that you can go through that before you either start to um, question the value in sharing your authentic self repeatedly until you start to maybe question how accurate your your core beliefs or values are if they seem to be so radically different than the people in which you're interacting. So yeah, I think my, just to summarize this, my authenticity, my problem with authenticity primarily comes when I'm interacting with that community and trying to almost find safe ways in which I can expose it so that I can, you know, protect my spirit or whatever that is. And the vulnerability, I guess, and the risk of hurt that comes with that. Is it is it yeah, linked to yeah, rejection definitely. then? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And can you have connection without authenticity? Because I would, I mean, it sounds like when both people are being authentic and maybe you do reach this point where you have, okay, well, actually we're totally misaligned or we don't get that to me that's almost the basis of then starting to understand one another right i mean if there's enough energy time and obviously a will behind it 
that's where you can actually start building that true connection of, well, we're different, but we can understand. Yes. And I think when we talk about sharing our authentic self, it's not always your entire authentic no. self, <laughs> yeah. right? It, just, it can just be a, a smile or the way that you, you know, yeah. or a gesture or whatever it is. So, um, you know, whatever magical experience you have with someone who like, speaks a different language than you, um, you didn't have those like really impactful moments um, where it's not quite superficial because there's there's something real that's being exchanged there. There is some connective tissue there, um, but you know we're not talking about our values or our motivations or our morality or anything like that. It just shines through in whatever action that exchange was. Yeah. In however, sure, sure. But even in that, right? I, I suppose you're you're right in that there is um, that risk of rejection. There's there's some fear there and all that other stuff, and it requires like some openness on your part as well. Yeah, I think there's a huge portion of our yeah portion of vulnerability that comes along with authenticity, because then you can't hide be anything that that if that that's just you, <laughs> and if that doesn't land yeah. well, that could hurt. Yeah, for sure. I think, I don't know. So when I think back on, I think moments where I've opened up or been quite quote unquote, or at least what I think was authentic uh, in the moment. And it hasn't either a been reciprocated or B, like you said, hasn't felt that click or that match. I don't think I've taken it personally because I think that's where I then just do chalk it up to, okay, well, we're just not compatible in that way. Like it didn't line up. You're you on me but I know that I came fully and, you know, nothing was hidden, nothing was held back. So but that's fine. We walk away from this. What's the value for you in, in being authentic with someone else? Is it because you were talking about earlier about like this feeling that you get where you just you know when it's happening for you. Hmm. And when I was hearing that, it sounded like it was just this positive, you know, endorphin releasing thing <laughs> where you're just in touch with yourself. Yeah. But like, why, why bother? There are a lot of different things you can do to sort of get that same release. So I don't necessarily think it's the same release, or if it is a release, then maybe, I don't know, maybe for me that there's nothing that really then compares to being seen and seeing someone fully or connecting with someone and knowing that there is no trace of a mask or a wall between you or, yeah. And just, again, doing, I think it's more doing right by myself and... I think also I've come from a place where for a long time I wasn't authentic and I felt I carried that around with me, right? I think well, I have some thoughts on anxiety and that's can be a root cause of anxiety is when you are not aligned with yourself in, in different ways. And stepping into your authentic self and being a little, not necessarily unapologetic about it, but just being like, yeah, this is, this is me and I could be wrong. I'll, I'm open to learning or changing or growing, but right now this is me, is refreshing because then I don't need to double guess. I don't need to, I don't need to put in, I guess, I don't need to try to anticipate what would work for the other person in this situation or anything. It's just so I'm bringing myself and this works or it doesn't, and then I'll learn from it moving forward. So what makes that the pinnacle for me though? I don't know. I think just knowing that I'm being true by myself is, is important. 
yeah, I think it's like the, in some way it's the least effort, right? It's like the path of least resistance because then I don't need to keep track of all these things. It's just, I know that if I need to get back in touch with that, I get back in touch with myself and I come from that same place every time. So it's kind of like a grounding home base of how I can show up. Hmm. I'm not saying it always works, but <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. I was thinking about, um, like, I have a really bad memory. And I, when people had asked my opinion on certain things, one of my fears is that I will share a response that hits on a topic that I've already spoken about with this person. And I'm worried about overriding or being inconsistent with a past idea or belief that I've professed. And um, seems kind of dumb, but like this is like something that like has, I don't know, it's, it's eaten away at my brain for a little bit. And uh, the best tactic that I found to, to battle against that has actually just been to sort of take the similar strategy that, that you have with respect to authenticity, where it's like, if I can just try to tap into whatever is um, the true self, again, if I just like, be that authentic self in the moment when responding to these questions, then everything will just naturally be consistent, where I just have trust that that, that will all work out. And this fear then that I will contradict myself is just don't need to have it. But what if you were to actually contradict yourself, but both of those came when you were in different places in your life and both of them were your authentic thoughts or processes at that time? I, I think that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It, it, because then I should, I will one, hopefully get called on it by the person so I can think about it. Um, but then two, I'll hopefully be able to realize that, oh yeah, I did used to think that way. Now I don't, here's why. Hmm. So we're allowed to evolve and we're allowed to change and that's still authentic. Yeah, I'm pausing here because I think, you, you know, one of my, um, one of my authentic beliefs is that I'm not totally convinced that people can really change. And so, yeah, and that, that um, hypothetical evolution you were talking about with respect to me, um, maybe there's um, some whatever, something shifted in me where both things can be my authentic selves or be my authentic selves. And, um, they're just different from A to B, but uh, yeah, it, it was just that word change that, that just like caught me for a moment. So I, I, well, sometimes there's debate around the word change because then you can always change back. So people like to say transform instead because then it's like ongoing, but you don't think people can transform then either. There's like a core fixed that you can kind of stray from, but ultimately you come back to. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty skeptical on like the idea of like radical transformation. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you can transform if you have a big external factor or influence? Or a catalyst, let me put it that way. Yeah. Well, intellectually, I totally want to say yes. I want to say, oh yeah, totally. Like there could be like some near-death experience or whatever that causes me to like reconsider everything I thought was true. I'm trying to think of examples of this in my own life and I'm mm. struggling. And that just might be you know, a small world for me. And that's, that's just sort of it. 
and, and you know, it, it might just be that that's absolutely possible. And what I've experienced when, when people have professed um, meaningful transformation in their own lives, I have seen it either as a, how it gets reflected to me, is a small shift in who they are, or it's this cloak on top of whatever was there before. And, you know, tying this back into authenticity, it's, I'd say that's like one of those, those things that sets off like alarm bells for me. Hmm. When, when, when someone says that, hey, I'm about to, I've really changed. This is who I am right now. If someone has to tell you who they are, as opposed to just showing you, good warning signs, hmm. right? And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to preclude someone else from, from going through the transformation. Obviously, you know, we all need some of it and it can be a really healthy thing, but uh, maybe it's just rarer than we want it to be. Oh, I'm forever the optimist, so I like to think people. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but I do fully agree with you that I think if someone is telling you how they've changed, <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would wait. Let me just say I would wait to confirm it by observing it in action yeah. repeatedly. Um, yeah, mm. but I would be a little bit skeptical. Yeah. Do you think authenticity is dying these days? With you kind of mentioned it with all this outside influence and social media, for example. I think it's but again, like getting back to the conflict of interest thing. I, I think it's it's harder to have um, a self in isolation from the world. So again, still acknowledging that like look, um, being engaged with your community is a really integral part. It is one of the integral parts in developing the self and figuring out who you are uh, so you even have an opportunity to be authentic. But I think if we become like overexposed to it or if we have, um, uh, again, conflicts of interest with it, um, where we can't alienate our community because of you know, a particular way in which we have uncovered ourselves, then yeah, I think, I don't know if this, this ultimately ends, allows us to end up at the point where authenticity is becoming rarer. Hmm. I don't know what it was like before. My gut would be, you know, all right, so I, I went to this museum today. Um, it was like Serbian history museum where they're attracting the people who had lived in the, the land that is now Serbia over the past millennia, right? And whenever I go to these kinds of exhibits, the thing that just like boggles the mind is how tiny everyone's community was for so, so long. And it's not just like the community was tiny for you, it's tiny for everyone in your life for generations upon generations upon generations. I think a couple of things can be true in that situation. You know, one, the authentic self for, for everyone is maybe not fully developed. It can't be in that environment unless you have some sort of um, variation hitting who you are. Um, the other side of it could be that like, you know, maybe there are hints of that authentic self that want to come through, but they just can't because you are so inextricably tied and dependent on your community. And so I think one of the nice things about uh, today's world 
as I think it might've been different from, the, from earlier worlds, is that we have more of an opportunity to choose our community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really useful thing when we want to try to figure out who our authentic self is. Which is interesting because that's almost like a contradiction or a paradox. The way it's coming up for me then is that you have a better chance of finding your authentic selves by seeing that in others, right? Or by seeing that there is a community to support that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like that external influence that you see that then you're like, no, wait, that's exactly what's happening here. I'm going to adopt that. At the same time, I think it also can be quite confusing seeing all these communities, right? Um, From any range of the spectrum, political, right, uh, nationality, ethical, like anything. like They're all out there. I think that could also be quite overwhelming in trying to figure yourself out a lot of these times. Totally. I, I think especially that if you want uh, to feel some absolutism in your values or in your morality or whatever it is, and you see other people who just as fervently believe completely different things completely than you. Opposite. It's just like, yeah. I, I think it, it casts a lot of doubt on both the idea of the absolute um, and it can be really destabilizing for the individual as well. Oh, there's an easy fix to that, that the other side is just wrong. That, that's totally right. And don't you dare- <laughs> Authentically <to> wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that makes sense though as a coping mechanism, I think. Oh, yeah, I actually do think so because then admitting that they're right means that I guess somewhere you're wrong somewhere and that you need to change who you think you are. Sort of adjacent to this, but I I read this like great line recently where uh, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something like the best advocate for a given career is the person who's dedicated their lives to that career. In other words, if you ask, you know, a doctor, what profession you you should pursue when you're like 12 years old or whatever, they just say, ah, become a doctor. It's great. Save people's lives, you get paid well. It's wonderful. Stay in college for as long as you want. Um, yes, they may a salesman, a lawyer, I mean, whatever the case may be. Hmm. I, I think that's that's revealing uh, in, the, in the same way that you know someone's value set is. My value set is the right one because it has to be. I'm not willing to acknowledge that everything that I've lived for, all the choices that I've made, might have been fraudulent in a way. Not willing or not able to, right? I mean. I think there can be a, be a very real physical and mental barrier to doing that. Yes. Um, and a struggle when you start then questioning who you are. I, I think that all then leads to pure authenticity as well, because then you come to your own answers and you do it through your own journey in the sense that then you can explain it or put it into words even just to yourself. Sorry, I missed the word that you said. That. Did you say pure authenticity? Yeah, like a little bit more of a distilled form. Um, yeah. If you go through the self-questioning. And you're willing yeah. to ask yourself those questions, maybe. I don't know. Also, that, sometimes that, that I totally just think it's all too much, and it's a little bit like you know, mental masturbation. I just go on these long journeys, and I'm like, okay. But, no, no, no I, I buy into that. It, it's um, it's battle tested. It's resilient. Hmm. I think I think you want all of that to a point. And, and you know, I, I don't know. Maybe because college was like this for me, right? Where um, you have a whole bunch of people all pretty smart, who all have, um, you know, what's the stupid adage? Um, loosely held strong beliefs, something like that. 
where you can like argue, argue all these points, but you're open to changing your mind. And then I think eventually you reach a point where it's like, no, whatever self that I've, I've now settled on, that it has the best values. I'm sure these are right. And I don't want to hear the bullshit anymore about things that challenge this. And that's it. And then you're just going to defend it fully. And then, right. You're locked in. You're doubled down. That's, yeah. Yeah. Put your heels in. It's interesting. I don't like that, though. I don't know. I do like the the idea that people remain malleable, I think. Um, Do you you have, like, any um, core value that you can pinpoint that's, like, shifted for you in your recent life? Maybe in some way family or stability. Maybe not, hmm, so shifted, I don't know if it's the right word then, but maybe it's become more important or has stepped to the forefront or crystallized more for me and my realization about its place in my life. Yeah. If I'm trying to find a value that has done a 180, no, actually. (laughs) I think I've reinforced a lot of my values, but that's only kind of agreeing with what you're saying about people doubling down. Yeah. I've had opinions that I've shifted, but not values. That's that's true. What about you? I don't think so. I feel like I my values came um, not explicitly packaged from my parents, but they were absolutely there. And... I feel the, the reason I have confidence in saying this is because you know, I'm the oldest of five kids hmm. and all five of us have really similar values. And it's, you know, not only is it something that hasn't shifted, I can't imagine them ever shifting. Like I don't know what would have to happen for that change to occur. I feel like that might be a whole new topic uh, in that yeah. case, because then I'm getting curious of like your stances or positions on certain topics, right? And those can shift, but then how are those linked or ingrained to your values? And then does it actually affect your values or do they just express themselves in different ways? But I think that's like a whole other conversation we could be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess what, what's your takeaway on authenticity then? I still think authenticity is hard. (laughs) I still think it's aspirational. I like your point about um, it just feeling right Mm. and feeling good, especially as a reason to pursue it. Yeah, I think it's all I got. And and, and honestly, it just, it, it feels kind of silly. In some respects, the conversation feels silly because it's just like, you kind of just got to do it. And if you're not doing it, then like, what the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Yeah. But I think there's lots of barriers or obstacles in the way. Right. I think, I think my takeaway of authenticity is hard. I think it is so hard and probably one of the hardest things that we can do given any other challenges. Uh, I mean, if we're lucky enough not to have huge external challenges uh, in our life, I think there's a huge amount of bravery that is linked to it. And shame as well i think worrying about how you come across with that whole judgment and validation thing but i do think it's kind of what brings peace at the end of the day 
there was this um, interview with, I think Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. This is like in the 1980s. This is like after they broke up. And uh, he was asked by the interviewer, was it hard to quit? And he's like, no, it was the easiest thing in the world. You just do it. And or, or no, I think his line was like, you just stop. You just literally do nothing. And <laughs> vulnerability is, is not like that. Authenticity is not like that. Um, but I, I think about that quite often where it's just like, if there's a thing that I know how to do already and I'm just not doing it because I'm afraid, just push it. You just push yourself and just do it. And, and I know that can be oversimplified, but I think that's, that's sort of the power in, in his message for me, that that's what it was, that it really can just be that simple if, uh, if you let it. Yep. Just do it. Right. Stop just resisting. And I think through authenticity, all the other decisions become easier because you know, you're doing it from the right place I, and yeah. it's just yourself. Yeah. I agree with yeah. you. And probably leads to less regret. I hope I'll, I'll let you know in 50 years, but yeah. 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 Oh man. Have you ever, um, I actually haven't read this book, but I've skimmed it. The uh, like top 10 regrets of the dying. No, Ooh, that sounds deep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was written by this palliative care nurse in Australia, I think. And anyways, you can just read the, the table of contents and quickly learn what the top 10 regrets are. But they are all things that are shades of authenticity, hmm. which could be much yourself and, and like family relational stuff as well. But um, yeah, no big surprises. Like, you know, I think we all kind of know what the right things to do are to live a life that is free of regrets and everything else. But it's just a matter of doing it. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those easier said than done, right? It's just difficult yeah, but- and sometimes the external circumstances. But I also think it's one of the things you gain momentum on. The more you start doing it, the easier it becomes and yeah. the harder it is then to do it any differently. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, let's try to live lives without regrets then. Keep on yeah. striving for that asymptote. <laughs> All right. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is cool. <laughs>